Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. This is Friday, the 20th day of May in the year of our Lord, 2022. And on this report, I will once again be talking about food and asking some questions such as, is there a worldwide food shortage or one inevitably coming? And if so, is the cause of that food shortage deliberate sabotage of humanity or just the incompetence of the world's leaders? I don't know the future, folks. Only God knows it for sure, but I can look up at the sky and see the dark clouds rolling in, and I can make a reasonable assumption that rain is coming, and soon the price inflation and the empty grocery store shelves are similar in that they tell me that a food shortage is on the way. It's hard to imagine a food shortage anywhere in the Western world, let alone here in America, but when there is a crisis like the COVID virus or even Just a sudden snowstorm, we get a glimpse of empty shelves without the panic of a crisis. What could cause such a thing? It seems there are many causes, some of which are war, sanctions, inflation, reactions to COVID, and supply chain disruptions caused by a combination of all those things. Looking at sanctions placed on Russia is to the food supply as the dark clouds are to rain. When we hear the West politicians talk sanctions, we know we're going to be hungry. For example, the German foreign minister recently declared that sanctions against Russia will only be lifted after a complete withdrawal of all Russian troops from Ukrainian territory. Well, now, well, now, Mr. Foreign Minister, let me think. Yes, I remember now. Germans killed about 27 million Russians during World War II. Isn't that enough? Maybe you should consider sitting this one out, but I guess you have to sit at the feet of your master. Crimea has been a part of Russia for hundreds of years with only a gap between 1991 until 2014. As the exception, it is Russia's only Black Sea port, only warm water port, only entry into the Mediterranean and the Persian Gulf. Now Putin has it with a land bridge to it as well, and I seriously doubt he will give it up while he still has thousands of nuclear weapons. What that means is that the sanctions will never be lifted and food problems resulting are obvious. The truth is, the supply chain problems preceded the Russian invasion of Ukraine, but the war has intensified the problems, made them far more intractable and worse. We in America, for the most part, can live with prices and supplies they are now. Even though the shelves are depleted, the items still there cost a lot more. We can get by, so the question is, will it get worse? If so, how much worse? What would that mean for the American people? I'm afraid the answer to will it get worse is yes. Prices for gasoline are now over $4 per gallon on average nationwide. However, the critical price affecting food is not gasoline, but diesel, because that is what affects the price and availability of food, the supply system. We have here in America is so globalized, so dependent on trucking and rail deliveries that the slightest Rise in prices of diesel causes problems and increased prices for food. Grocery stores have no storage capacity and are therefore dependent on daily deliveries when the deliveries miss even one day. There are shortages. Soon there's nothing. The price of diesel has doubled in the last year, some suppliers report. Critical shortages, both of which have a corresponding effect on food. Large trucking companies, large food distributors are warning that we're on the precipice right now, and unless something is quickly done, much of the world 
faces a food disaster, Russia and Ukraine together produce about 29% of all the wheat exports in the world. They have relatively small populations. They grow a lot of wheat, so much of it can be exported. Yes, yes, I know you say, but now Ukraine produces nothing thanks to the Russian invasion. That's true, thanks to the intransigence of the Western leaders who refused to even discuss Russia's security concerns. Now it's too late. As anyone can see, the sanctions are only stopping Russian wheat exports to the West because many other countries which can afford it are buying Russian wheat in rubles. In defiance of Western sanctions, many countries get 70 to 100 percent of their grain from Russia, Ukraine, or both. So without those countries exporting, they're starving. The U.S., Canada, and Australia grow a lot of wheat, but they also consume a lot of wheat. The other big wheat exporter, India, India just announced last Tuesday it would stop exporting wheat and the world market price went up another 6%. The planting season in the Northern Hemisphere is roughly March and April, so it's over for the most part. Nothing was planted in Ukraine to speak of, and Russia's planting season was reduced starting then. In about October of this year, that grain that was slated to be delivered to the world now, it won't be the countries getting 70 to 100 percent of their grain from Russia and Ukraine constitute roughly 10 percent of the world's population. So this fall, the world will be facing mass starvation in America. Our immediate concerns are price and supply. But in much of the world, their concern is survival. Spring planting is also past its crucial time in the U.S. now for months Farmers have been screaming that they can't get fertilizer to plant. Much of the minerals to make fertilizer, once again, are produced in Russia and Ukraine, but in America, we can produce enough, but then we must deliver it. There are shipping problems with rail delivery that are cause for concern and lead me to consider that this problem might be deliberate in the U.S. The largest supplier of nitrogen fertilizer in the U.S. is CF Industries which also makes a diesel engine additive. The CEO of CF Industries on April 8, 2022, stated that he was informed by Union Pacific Railroad with no advance notice that it was reducing the volume of private cars on its railroad effective immediately. Union Pacific is one of four railways and the largest, but those four carry 80% of all U.S. agricultural freight. The timing, according to CF, could not have come at a worse time for farmers. They will have to greatly reduce their planting, and some may not be able to plant at all. Union Pacific, with its arbitrary action, has chosen to jeopardize the livelihood of farmers and the food supply of the nation. No fertilizer means no crops, and by fall 2022, that means no food. It also means no animal-grade grains to feed farm animals, so by fall, more land will have to be dedicated to feeding them. CF has made urgent appeals to the Biden administration, but so far there have been no actions. Why can't the president see this as a pending national disaster, which is an obvious national security issue, and take action to protect the nation as he has sworn an oath to do? Well, thanks for asking, folks, because it turns out that the investment firm BlackRock and the giant firm Vanguard own majority stakes in both CF and Union Pacific. Here is where it gets even weirder, folks. The CEO of BlackRock is a World Economic Forum globalist named Larry Fink, who is in the front lines of the Great Reset 
and the Green New Deal. He is the one who said corporations must work harder to, quote, force people to change behavior. End quote. I suppose we must change our behavior for Mr. Fink and even starve if it means meeting the Great Reset deadlines. Fink presides over $10 trillion in assets. He is listed as a member of the World Economic Forum Board of Trustees, one of their top agenda contributors. He is on the board of directors of the Council on Foreign Relations, which many think determines U.S. foreign policy. He also sits on the International Rescue Committee, one of nine private agencies that funnel refugees from destabilized countries all over the world, all of which are places the U.S. military, thanks to the uh, CFR, has been involved so destabilizing countries, starving people. Nice guy, Mr. Fink. I can hazard a guess of what you must be thinking. This is all madness and lunacy by our own leaders, and it appears they're trying to destroy the nation. They took an oath to defend concepts like loyalty and fidelity, folks. They're so 1940s. At first glance, however, the Union Pacific and CF dispute sounds like just a private business dispute between private companies until you look at who owns them both. Then you realize that a rail company on its own Issues new regulations on private use of its railways, regulations which adversely affect every person in the United States. The company applies to the Secretary of Agriculture for adjudication of its dispute, and then, then if the Secretary, Tom Vilsack, chooses to act, he applies the concepts contained in the Green New Deal to resolve the dispute after it is too late. I'm sure it's nothing, folks. There's nothing to see here. We'll just move along. Several globalist organizations, even Joe Biden himself, are predicting what they call food shortages in three to six months. The International Monetary Fund, the Bank of International Settlements, the United Nations, the World Economic Forum, the Bank of America, and so on and so forth, have issued such warnings. They all mentioned the war in Ukraine as the cause, but they failed to mention the cause. They are all guilty of creating price inflation, or said another way, currency devaluation caused by pumping out trillions of dollars with no production to offset those dollars. The price of fuel has doubled in a year, as we all know, diesel fuel even a little more, so that uh, what the president, what did the president do as a mitigating factor for all this? He announced that he would allow a 50% increase in corn-based biodiesel and ethanol fuel mix for at least this summer, every acre of land dedicated to growing corn for biofuel is an acre removed from food production. Biofuels now have about 40% of the corn acreage in the United States. The U.S. is by far the world's biggest producer and exporter of corn, so taking a large percentage out while fertilizer supplies are skyrocketing in price and deliveries are being allowed to be blocked sure seems like a deliberate act, but maybe. Maybe this rather simple concept is just lost on him and on his entire staff. The FAO Food Price Index measures changes in international prices for a basket of food commodities. Reported that prices were 32.8% higher over a year ago. Staples like wheat up 41%. Maize 38% obviously affect the most people, especially those on the margins. The World Health Organization says that some 9 million people die each year from hunger-related problems. Now, thanks to the idiocy across the world, the price of food is dramatically rising. The U.N. reports that the number of people 
facing a critical lack of food has grown by 60 million over the last two years. Now they have raised that number for this coming year to 200 million. In conclusion, I spent some time trying to convince you that a food crisis exists and it's getting worse. But as usual, I save the best for last. Every day, every day, according to the UN, more than 700 million people go to bed hungry without enough food to eat. Hunger causes malnutrition. That means a short life expectancy, stunted mental development of children, premature death of loved ones, widows and orphans, childless parents, no one who must care cares. They may even be responsible. The world is changing, folks, in fundamental ways we can barely comprehend right now. It seems now that we are in a war. No, not the one in Ukraine. Not any of our current disputes. Not black against white, man against woman, the psychosexual deviance against normal people. Those are all just distractions or disinformation, if you will, to occupy the minds of the masses. The real war between the globalist ruling class, the super elite, the global corporations, the various alphabet global organizations, all those against those of us who want to live a free life. Finally, folks, the world is run by so-called experts. We're constantly told to follow their orders. What do we do, though, when the experts are paid to give the wrong answer? What if the experts, the Western ruling elites, have morphed into a parasitic aristocracy looking out for itself at the expense of the rest of humanity. At least that's the way I see it. Till next time, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.